0: Well, boys and girls, that was very good singing. I liked hearing the memory verses. But as Phil says, now we'll have to sit up. We have to be nice and quiet. And we're going to seek God's presence and his blessing upon this preaching of his word. Let's close our eyes. Lord, we give thee thanks for the wonderful carols we've been able to sing. We thank you, Lord, for thy verses which the children have recited, Lord. And we do ask and pray that they will hide these words within their hearts, that as they grow, they may not sin against thee. And so we ask, Lord, for the remaining moments of the meeting, you'll draw close on to each one of us. For those that listen, you'll pray, Lord, you'll give them ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. And for me, the speaker, Lord, we pray indeed that thy words will be quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. We ask all this in our Saviour's name and for his sake. Amen. Okay, boys and girls, tonight we're going to hear a story. It's a very, very old story. In fact, it's the greatest story that was ever told, and it's the greatest story that indeed will ever be told. And the reason why I can say that, boys and girls, is who told the story? It was God himself told this story. And so tonight I brought some things with me, to help me tell the story, and hopefully it'll help you to remember what the story is about. Now, the first thing I brought with me is this box, but I particularly want you to notice the color of the box, because the color of the box is black. You know, boys and girls, this reminds me of the dark night sky, and this week has been a very good week. And I've gone out even this week and looked into the sky, and as I've looked up to the sky— Listen shh as I've listened, as I looked up to the sky, the night sky it's so vast and big. Sometimes you might see a few stars twinkling, but yet as we look into the sky, we realise the sky goes on and on, forever and ever. There's no ending to it. And there's a word in English language that is called eternity. And that's what that night sky reminds me of it's like eternity. And when I look at this box, the blackness of this box reminds me of eternity. And you know, boys and girls, in Acts chapter 2, the Bible tells us something. that's such a small phrase. But the Bible tells us about a meeting that happened way back in eternity past, way before this world was ever created. Listen, God said there was going to be a meeting. And at that meeting, there were three people. Or three persons God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And at that meeting, God decreed something and God said He would do something. And what did God say at that meeting? Away, way, way, way back in time, God said that He would send His only begotten Son into this world. And so, boys and girls, I want you to remember that. We're going to come back to that in the story when we see the black box. We think of eternity. We think of the meeting that happened way back and that God said he would send his son into this earth. So, time passed by. We don't know how much time. A lot of time passed by. And then God said that he was going to make the heavens and the earth. And that's why I brought this. God said he was going to make the heavens and the earth. And God made the heavens and the earth in six days. He made the, the earth, he made the dry land, he made the sea, he made the plants and the trees, he made the sun, the moon, and the stars, he made the fish in the sea, and he made the birds in the air. And then on the sixth day, God made the animals. But something else, what else did God make on the sixth day? God made, very good, he made Adam and he made Eve. He made the man And he made the woman. And you know, boys and girls, this was the most important part of God's creation. Man and woman were going to magnify and live in God's beautiful creation. And this is the way God had planned it. And Adam and Eve's heart was pure. It was clean. It was shiny. And they communed with God and walked with God, the Bible says, and talked with God but boys and girls, there was a big but, wasn't there? The devil heard and seen all that God had done. So what did the devil decide to do? He came to the garden, and he was going to tempt Eve. You see, boys and girls, God had said, I'm going to give you all the trees in the garden to eat off. There's just one tree you can't eat off. That's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so, When Satan came to Eve, Eve didn't listen to him at the start. That's a bit like ourselves. The devil comes to us, and we don't listen, but he keeps coming. But eventually Eve listened, and she took off the forbidden fruit. She disobeyed God, and then she gave the forbidden fruit to Adam, and Adam took of that fruit. And boys and girls, as soon as that happened, what entered into this world? heard someone shouting it out? Sin. That's a very good answer. Sin entered into this world. And because Adam had sinned, boys and girls, everyone since Adam and Eve have been born with sin in their hearts. And the problem with sin, boys and girls, mommies and daddies, is sin separates us from God. God had made us like that, and we commune with God, but no longer were we in union with God because sin had now separated us from God. But not only that, boys and girls, what else does sin do? Sin grows and grows within us. The Bible says we sin in thought, the things we think. The Bible says we sin in word, the things we say. And the Bible also says we sin in the things we do. So, sin began to multiply. And you see, boys and girls, Adam and Eve's heart, which was pure, clean, and shiny, was now full of sin— It was now black, and that's what sin does to our lives, boys and girls. It destroys our life. But you know, boys and girls, God is all-knowing. God knew this was going to happen. So what did God decide to do? Well, God said he knew that the wages of sin is death. God knew that when we die—listen, when we die— we have to go before God in judgment. And he knew that if we stand before God in judgment with sin within our hearts, we would be guilty before a holy God. So what did God do? Well, God told Adam in the Garden of Eden to take a little lamb. So there's our little lamb tonight. God told Adam to take that little lamb and to slay that lamb and to shed its blood. And if Adam did that and Eve did that, God would see that lamb as their substitute. And so throughout the Old Testament, little lambs were slain. And if you remember in Egypt, in the Passover night, the 10th plague, the Israelite families were commanded to take a little lamb without spot or blemish They were to kill the lamb and they were to take the blood and paint it on the doorposts and on the lintel of the house. And God had said, if you do what I say and paint the doorposts and the lintel with blood, when the angel of death comes, I will pass over you. So sure enough, the Israelites painted their doorposts. And that night, that dark night in Egypt, when the angel of death passed over Egypt— all the houses with the blood on the doorposts, nothing happened to anyone in the house. They were safe. But when they came to the Egyptian house, the firstborn son died. Why was that? Because they had no blood on the doorpost. And you see, boys and girls, what had happened? The Lord, God had accepted that little lamb as a substitute for the Israelite families. They had obeyed God's word, they had taken the lamb, they had shed the blood, and God had accepted their little lamb as a sacrifice for themselves. But boys and girls, there was a problem. This little lamb only took sin away for a period of time. And so, as they sinned, more and more, they had to offer lambs, and they had to offer lambs. More and more lambs but that was still part of God's plan. So for 4,000 years, they offer sacrifices of little lambs until what does God do? God sent another object to make an announcement. And this object was an angel. God sent this angel. And you see, God sent the angel to Joseph. And Joseph, he was betrothed to be married unto Mary. But Joseph found out that Mary was with child, and he hadn't been married to her, and Joseph was all worried, and the angel appeared and said unto Joseph, Fear not, for the child that Mary has is conceived of the Holy Ghost. And then the angel said something, that Mary shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And then the angel also appeared onto. Who do you think that is? The angel also appeared onto those people. Who, I hear someone saying it. Who looks after sheep? That's a wee shepherd. So he peered unto the shepherds, and the shepherds were afraid, because the angel was bright and shining in the very dark night as they looked after their sheep. But what did the angel say unto the shepherds? Fear not, for behold, I bring you good, good tidings of great joy unto all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Which is Christ the Lord? And what did the shepherds do when they heard this good news? They gathered all their stuff up and they went to Bethlehem. And when they came to Bethlehem, they saw Joseph and they saw Mary and they saw the little babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. And where was the babe lying? The babe was lying in a little manger. And then also, the Bible says the wise men in the east they saw a star. So the wise men came. They came to Bethlehem too to see, to see Jesus. And when they came to Bethlehem, they saw the young child, the Bible says, and they saw the mother. And what did they do? What did they do, do you think, the wise men? They did something that each one of us should do. No. No. I'll tell you, they fell down and worshiped Jesus. And that's what each one of us should do fall down and worship Jesus. But then they presented unto Jesus the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But, boys and girls, we've heard about the black box from eternity, which speaks of God's plan that He would send His Son. We've heard about how God created the world and how sin entered into the world. But what does all this mean? What did all the sacrifices mean? What did all this mean? Well, boys and girls, the Lord Jesus Christ decreed that he would send his son into this earth. And John the Baptist perhaps explains it best, because for 30 years, the Lord Jesus Christ lived in this earth as a carpenter. And then at the commencement of his public ministry, he came to the River Jordan. And as he was at the River Jordan, who was there? John the Baptist. And John the Baptist, as he saw the Lord Jesus Christ coming in the distance, he stops what he's doing and all the crowds looking. What does the John the Baptist say? Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And you know, boys and girls, that's who the Lord Jesus Christ is. God's Lamb. For 4,000 years, listen, the Israelites offered little lambs, but all those little lambs were pointing towards God's Lamb. And that was God's only begotten Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And you see, boys and girls, the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary became your substitute, like the little lamb was the substitute for the Israelite families. And on that cross of Calvary, God the Father poured His wrath upon His Son. Why did He pour His wrath upon His only begotten Son? Because the Lord Jesus Christ took your sin and my sin, and He placed it on the Lord Jesus Christ in the cross. And you know, boys and girls, on that cross, the Lord Jesus Christ paid the complete price to God the Father for sin. The Bible says one of the last sayings the Lord Jesus Christ uttered on the cross of Calvary was, it is finished. And you know why the Lord Jesus Christ said that? Because he had met every demand of his heavenly Father. Remember, the Lord Jesus Christ said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to fulfill his word. So, boys and girls, that's what it all meant. And you know something? As we sit here tonight with sin in our heart, the old Sunday school chorus used to say, what can wash away my sin? What's the answer? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And you know, boys and girls, that's why it's so important to have our sins washed away by His blood. You know, there was a chorus we used to to sing when I was at Sunday school, and I liked it. In the Bible, and the verse was this, if you want joy, real joy, wonderful joy, let Jesus come into your heart. Now, that applies to boys and girls and to the mummies and daddies and to the older people gathered in because the Lord Jesus Christ said, I have come to give life and come to give in an abundance. And so, 40 days, listen, we're near finished. There's only one more object. 40 days after the Lord Jesus Christ had been raised from the dead, the Lord Jesus Christ went up into heaven to be with his Father. And as the disciples watched him to go into heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ told them what he was going to do. He was going to prepare a place for them. The Lord Jesus Christ said, "In my father 's house are many mansions, and that's a mansion. It's not just a house, it's a mansion." And the Lord Jesus Christ said, I go to prepare a place for you. Goes to prepare a place for all those that have asked the Lord Jesus Christ into their hearts. And then the Lord Jesus Christ says this, that where I am, there you may be also. You see, boys and girls, the Lord Jesus Christ wants every man and woman, boy and girl, in heaven tonight. He's offered salvation freely to all. And the Lord Jesus Christ wants us all in heaven. And he's gone to prepare mansions for us in the sky. But you know, boys and girls, the Bible tells us that we, each one of us, will die. And when we die, each one of us will have to stand and give an account before God in judgment. And you know, on that day, there's going to be two groups of people. On the one side, there's a group of people, and they're standing in their sin, Yes, they've heard the message about the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and the necessity to get their sins washed away, but what have they done? They've just lived their life the way they've wanted. And you know what the Bible says the Lord Jesus Christ will say unto them? Depart from me, I never knew you in everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. And you know, boys and girls, listen, the, devil's, the, the hell is a very, very terrible place but on the other side, there's another group of people. And guess what? They have asked the Lord Jesus Christ into their hearts. They have had their sins washed away with his precious blood, and they stand with the garments of righteousness that the Lord Jesus Christ has given unto them. And you know what the Lord Jesus Christ will say unto them? Well done, my good and faithful servant. So you know, boys and girls, this is the greatest story that can ever be told. From eternity past, God had planned it. We don't know when. Way before this world was ever created, God planned this mighty plan of salvation. And you know, boys and girls, the Lord Jesus Christ offers to each one of us tonight the opportunity to get saved and come unto him. Don't put it off for another day. The Bible says, behold, now is the accepted time. Not tomorrow." not next week, not next month, not when you're older. Now is the accepted time to come unto the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, boys and girls, the Lord Jesus Christ promises something else. We all want rest in this world, don't we? Well, the Lord Jesus Christ says, if you come unto me, you shall find rest. So at this time of the year, boys and girls, we like to talk about gifts. This is the greatest gift that any boy or girl, mommy or daddy can ever have. And that free gift is offered tonight by the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord Jesus Christ says unto each one of us, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It's the promise of the Savior. He cannot deny himself with a lie, and his word is true. And oh, we would pray that you would taste and see that the Lord is good.